Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Man, this might have been, this might be like top five jams you played on Top of the Charts Tuesday. Ever. All right, can you name that? The band or the, the musician? Oh, Snow. Yeah, good like job. You know. No, that is Informer. Yeah, oh, you're right, Informer. Who is this? Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. By the way, I don't even know if I can pronounce this right. Man, I should know this, Go but ahead. I do not. Any Camus? Any Camus? I don't know it. Nope. That's crazy. So is he a one-hit wonder? I mean, I imagine Here Comes a Hot Stepper is the... <laughs> is it, I can't think the fact that when I read it, I was like, I've never heard this name before and in my you, life. And you're pretty. Act like you know, Chico. <laughs> I know this song. No, no. Would never have, you're going to give me a million guesses. Never would have come up with this. Well, and you're pretty knowledgeable about music. I yeah. mean, you're, you're, you're kind of my, my go-to music you're guy. You're right. You're like, no. That is Informer. Yeah, no, because <laughs> no. I remember the Informer, and you yeah. right. I probably would have got that mixed up too. <laughs> uh, but no, um, yeah, man, that's crazy. It's Love a, it's a great song too, right here. Yeah, it is a really good song. Though. I forget how good the song was. Still yeah. stands the test of time. It comes. Uh, is it hot stepper or high stepper? Hot stepper. Hot, like hot. Too yes. hot to touch. Okay, make it hot. It comes the hot stepper. Oh man, that's be the jam. What year is? Oh, okay, let me guess. What year, Harge? I'm gonna say ninety. Ninety. Ooh, I right. might say eighty-eight. You want eight? I'm going. I'm going early nineties. I'm gonna go ninety-two. Nineteen ninety-four. Ooh, it. was I, close. I was gonna say ninety-three. I should have went with ninety-three. I was in a club back then. I was, you know, I was playing for Montreal back then. Oh, you was uh, wilding too much. You, oh, you, <laughs> 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 you was probably jamming Return of the Mac. Oh, for sure. I was. I was uh, hey, oh, I was on it. You were jamming some Shaggy back oh, then. Oh, for what, sure. What was a Shaggy one? Wasn't me. <laughs> Uh, it, was, uh, it was me. It was uh, yeah. Angel. Yeah, Angel. That's right. uh, and uh, Mr. Boombastic. Mr. Boom. Oh, yeah, that that's was it. Mr. Mr. Boombastic. Boombastic. That's my man. All right. I feel you j- I dancing in the club to that. All <laughs> right. See, that's what I'm saying. I can name you three Shaggy songs. I know oh. what Snow did. No clue who this guy is. Yeah, Shaggy. Shaggy had, Shaggy's right. not a one. He had a lot of jams. I don't. I, I swear. Yeah, I can't. I, that name doesn't even ring a bell to me. Would you no. say Eni Kamosi? It's I N I K O. K A M O Z E. No need. No need. Yeah. Just said. Hey, you he, can pronounce it however you want. He appreciates you showing him some love. Or she. <laughs> I have no idea. Whichever one. Or, or they. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what the pronoun is. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I love that song. Okay, let's talk about uh, week 15, guys, the NFL, because it was a cr- some crazy stuff going on. Let's start with your Raiders, Patrick, because we didn't get a chance to really dive into the ending of that Raiders. Oh, you game. mean they're, they're straightforward, hard nosed, just wow. well played, solid football game? Uh, Nothing crazy in that one. <laughs> How about this? The Raiders actually, they had a defensive play ready for that situation. 
Uh, for those who don't know, basically, uh, Ramondre Stevenson on third and 10 at the New England 45. He basically got uh, the handoff or the pitch, and he advanced the ball. He actually was really impressive. He advanced the ball all the way to the uh, Las Vegas 35, and then he laterals to Jacoby Myers. Former high school quarterback, by the way. Yeah. So maybe he starts to have some flashbacks. That was a dang coaching mistake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Jacoby Myers. And by the way, this was not a called play by the Raiders. I'm sorry, by the Patriots. The Patriots didn't call. They, they did call the play where he hands out to Ramondre Stevenson. But Ramondre Stevenson said that he freestyled. Of course That he, he did. improvised. That he is the one that lateral to Jacoby Myers. It was not an actual design lateral play. That was not what was happening here. He decided to freestyle, and I guess he inspired the freestyle king, <laughs> Jacoby Myers, because Jacoby Myers, he basically took it and ran with it and also decided, all right, with the lateral, we're going to keep this thing going, and they decided to go with the kind of the hot potato play where you try to keep it out of oh, his yeah. hands and keep it alive as long as possible. And by the way, all the different players involved, um, Jacoby Myers, Ramondre Stevenson, they all and Mac Jones, by the way, all mm. took blame for it. They all said it was their fault. Here's what uh, uh, Myers said. He said, "Just trying to do too much, trying to be a hero, I guess." I thought I saw Mac open. I thought I saw Mac Jones open. <laughs> yeah, because Mac famous, Jones is gonna famous, bust famous them, last words. That was a, Mac Jones going to bust them seven tackles and get to the <laughs> yeah, end zone when he's thirty yards behind, behind you. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Uh, he said, "I didn't see Challenge Jones at the time. I thought Mac was open and tried to get it to him and let him try to make a play with it. But the worst, uh, but the score was tied, so I should have just went down." Uh, when they asked Myers about it, he said, "It's not." Um, Ramondre Stevenson's fault. He gave me the ball because he trusted me. I have to be smarter with it. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson took accountability, saying the coaches gave us a play uh, just to kind of run out the time, just to get down. I feel like I should have just did that. The play call is just a draw play and nothing more, nothing less than that. I'm supposed to know the situation. I'm supposed to know how much time is on the clock. Critical situations, I failed to do that. Mac Jones said, I got to tackle the guy. It's on me, and it's my fault. If I tackle him, Talking about Chandler Jones. We play for overtime. Not good enough by me. Yeah, he does. He was trying to brace for the, the charging call. Yeah. And the refs were like, uh, this block, ain't basketball. This is a block. This <laughs> like, is a block. Like, uh, sorry, it's not basketball, Mac Jones. Yeah, you uh, out of there. But that was that was a that's a wild finish. And by the way, the, the the Raiders said they called that play Desperado. So on the field, you can hear the Raiders players yelling, Desperado, Desperado. It's their turn for when a team is desperate enough to start the, the lateral and the hot potato play. And Chandler Jones said on that play, he's assigned the deepest player. Which was Mac Jones. Wow. He was actually doing his job when he intercepted the ball and took it to the house. Yeah, and don't forget, the Raiders had scored to tie the game uh, with, I believe, a minute 39 left on the clock uh, on a on a play that a lot of people did not agree with the review. Oh, that was, that was, was an awful bounce. review, too. Oh, so there I was a that. touchdown catch yeah. that was. So added drama. Yes, so yeah. people were already mad at that, and then you add on to it the next play. Also, I mean, the, the uh, Patriots basically give a block punt at the end of half to make it a different score game. The Patriots cost themselves this game so many times throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just agreed. crazy to see a Bill Belichick coach team be one of the least disciplined teams. Like, And I, I'll give it. I, I don't blame any of those players. I mean, they all messed up. But you know what helps? If you have an offensive coordinator call you in a meeting and go, hey, situational awareness, guys. Let's run some drills. And we know we're tied so we don't lateral it because we're going to overtime unless we – Unless we lose it ourselves. Yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah. they don't have a true offensive coordinator. They have a defensive coordinator who is now calling offensive plays and a special teams coach, Joe Judge, who is the assistant <laughs> yes. coordinator. Yes. Yeah, that and a defensive head coach. And, it, yep, that may be part of the problem. Uh, no question about it. So, yeah. It, it, Definitely it, part of the problem. The Raiders <laughs> almost gave up, though. They almost gave up a NFL record. And by the way, they already hold the NFL record for the most double-digit blown leads. With four, it was almost five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, There's Josh, too much And now Josh McDaniels, hey, he's got two wins over Belichick. Right? What Did he beat him he's there in Denver? O- yeah. Wow. He's 2-0 and o versus Belichick. Wow. Belichick now 11-12 and 12 versus former assistants. His former assistants can't win NFL games, yet he can't beat all of his assistants. That's <laughs> so bad. It's crazy. I still can't believe that Josh McDaniels is the one who's beaten him twice. It's crazy, man. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the emperor has no clothes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we won't say. The, the, what we say, that probably the best coach out of that coaching tree is the guy who can never beat him. Right. And Bill O'Brien. That's a that's a that's a good point. You fair? That's fair. They want to be the patrons of the South so bad. And, uh, and that yep. was he's. I mean, he made the playoffs multiple times. He did, which most of his other coaches can't say that he did. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. What you write about that? So uh, a lot of those eleven wins were the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. Too. Joking, there's probably three or four. At least. <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. No, it's probably three or four thrown in there. Uh, okay. Anyway, let's get to another uh, game here uh, that happened. Let's talk about Detroit. And the Detroit Lions really yep, quick because yep, they're a hot yep. topic right now. Very they should much be. So. They just pulled off a big win over the Jets, and oh, the Jets did it to themselves too, guys. Robert Sella, he had timeouts. Oh man, come on, man! And chose not to use his timeouts. I'm I'm still confused about what the happened? preparation that goes into <laughs> each game as far as situations, mm. and a lot of times it doesn't even matter if you prepared for those. Common sense seems to take over in a lot of these games. It should. And what ends up happening to me is a lot of these coaches have now exposed themselves for not being prepared and then not adjusting to the game as it goes. Rod, you talk about this a lot, and we've had these conversations. Coaching matters and adjustments mm-hmm. that you make throughout the game matters. That, that's the separator, right? How do you adjust during the game to what you are seeing as the game is happening? Yeah. We all have a game plan. Like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Damn right. What's your counterattack? Mm-hmm. And right now, with that situation where you're seeing you have timeouts and you're, your goal is to Put yourself in a position for your field goal kicker to take the kick, right? That's what it looked like. That's what ended up happening. Zach Wilson makes a play, throws the ball across the field, wide receiver catches it, runs backwards, by the way, Mm -hmm. and then not putting himself there. And then you don't put yourself in a position to get more yards with the timeout where you realize, oh, I want to – he's not Justin Tucker, no. We've seen Greg no. the leg throughout the, the league. I'm, as a Cowboys fan, I saw him put himself in a position to where, oh, yeah, 57 yards, yeah, I can kick that. He wasn't even in the same atmosphere no. as the goal, as the kick that he should have made. So those are the types of things where you're looking at the coach and saying, are you made for this job? Those are those or hire are, somebody else or hire, hire somebody hire that is quality there. like yeah somebody who can yes. can basically a game manager or a I don't know situational coach hire somebody. We saw it last night during the 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 game last night where the Rams uh, uh, McVeigh 
was talking to D. Campanillas or whatever his name was, the guy oh, that, used to be, yeah. that used to be with the Is Cowboys. Joe yes. yes. Used to be with the Cowboys. Yeah, right. He was like, where do I need to get it? Where yeah. do we need to get it where yeah. you feel comfortable in this weather? Yeah. That's the other thing. You're kicking at home. Mm-hmm. They were at home. Yeah. And you don't know where to place the ball for your kicker at home? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Makes no you know, sense. But that's the thing is that's where there needs to be better communication with staff and everybody – like, there's too many teams that have everything based in one guy, and one guy's basically yep, trying to I lead agree. everything. Agreed. We look at the Lions a couple weeks ago where we hear the interview with Dan Campbell where he basically comes out and says, oh, uh, I hit my button wrong and told him uh, don't, run a run, don't run the ball. But they didn't hear don't because I hit the button late. So they yep. ran the ball we got a first down. Yep. And then uh, they said we were going to throw the ball to our offensive linemen. And uh, I was just caught up because the fans were doing a wave, so I didn't stop them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I that. that was yeah. outstanding. They actually did but know what the like, play was. Like, but they, it yeah. worked because they had enough people there that were making the right decisions yes. and trusting us. Yes. And not one guy being like, oh, no, I'm going to do this. And, and he didn't have to worry about situational problems because he had the rest of the Agreed. guys around him. Yep. Whereas Agreed. some of these other guys are trying to do everything, and situationally they lose concept, which is what the Patriots did, which uh, it was Daryl Henderson. Uh, Daryl Henderson, the Bills game, yep, yep. or Devin Singletary, Devin sorry, Singletary. Singletary. And then, yeah. that's right. Fell down in front of the goal line because it's like, hey man, you're not, you don't have the lead. Yeah. Get, you're supposed to do that when you have the lead. You don't do that when <laughs> yeah, you when, when you're, you're down. Losing. You got to yeah. get in the or when it's tied, you got to get in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so point. just stuff like that where it's just situational awareness. It's hard to always in the moment have one person do that. Totally agree. Get a guy. Yep. Y'all got yep. money. Exactly. Y'all paid eight hundred million dollars in in dead money, and you can't go out and find a guy. For twenty bucks an hour, just be like, "Hey man, just make sure we're not doing anything stupid, right?" Yeah, I'm no. with you. Exactly. I think um, I believe Bucky calls it the dumbass coach. Yep. You hire you yeah. one, they'll be like, "Coach, basically get a couple of them." Yeah, actually. get a couple of them. You know, I, you know I got no problem with that. Uh, You've so already got to get back, coach. Yeah, because something just slips through the cracks. You're right. You just you're really like, "Oh man, how did I forget about the timeouts?" I guarantee you, Robert Sala is smart enough to understand situational football and knows that, and uh, he just had a, a brain fart. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, by absolutely. Deciding to hold, not call those timeouts. You're thinking about sure. 35 other things in the moment, and you're not thinking, "Oh, I have a timeout right there." Because you're thinking, "If I have a timeout, I would have already thought of that." Yeah, I, I totally. I just think some obvious things uh, slip through the cracks with him, and I totally agree, man. You but you also have to have that person next to you saying, yeah. "Say, bruh, we got three timeouts. You headset. need to use it." Or in the hey, man, look at what's going on. You're putting ourselves in position. We're fighting for a playoff spot right now. Yeah. yeah, what you never are hear you them, doing? You never hear them say after the fact, oh, I was being told timeout and I didn't take it. Exactly. They always go and you're like, no, you need to have that guy and the trust in him that after the game you walk up to him and go, no, no, always tell me two timeouts, two yep. timeouts. And it's yep. got to be somebody you respect because most people, yeah. they're, right. you know, they're kissing the head coach's butt so they don't want to yell at him or tell him, hey, coach, what the hell are you doing? Call a timeout. Right. right. Um, and you got to have somebody you respect saying, hey, coach, you can call a timeout right now, right now. And he goes, okay. He doesn't take it as an insult or a slight. Yeah. Uh, or, you know what I mean, or insubordination or something like that. So it is, I, I imagine it can be touchy there. Uh, okay, talk about the Detroit Lions, though. They have won, how about this? They they now have won three straight in December for the first time since 2014. Aren't they the hottest team in the league, I would say, right? I think the 49ers have the longest winning streak in the league. But other than the 49ers, you can make that argument. Yeah. You certainly can. Um, only one team has made the playoffs in NFL history after starting 1-6. And they have now won six of the last seven. If they make the playoffs, they're going to make history and become the second team to make the playoffs at their one and six start. Yeah, Buffalo Bills have won five in a row. The the Bengals have won six in a row. Um, and, and the 49ers are seven? 
49ers are seven in a row. Yeah. Yep. So you can say teams are hotter, but I'm with you in terms of yeah, it's the Detroit Lions. We just haven't we haven't yeah, seen a Detroit Lions this hot exactly. in almost ten years. It's yeah. been a long time since we've seen a Detroit team, a Detroit Lions team that's actually been uh, this hot. So, and if the Vikings weren't eleven and three in that division, which by the way, good point. We we're talking about all the teams that we think are better than this team or better than that team. None of our conversations had the Minnesota Vikings in that in the sentence, but we're looking at what's mm-hmm. been going on in the NFC North, and here they are. At eleven and three, but the Detroit Lions are a team to nobody wants to play them right now. Nobody, That's I wouldn't want to play them. I don't think anybody. I can't remember anybody ever saying I don't want to play Detroit <laughs> Lions right now. Nobody wants to play the Lions. That's just right. crazy to think of. But getting back to your point about the Minnesota Vikings, it is weird because they actually have the best chance in the NFC of catching the Eagles. Yeah, they're the but, only team that can really but, technically exactly. But nobody yeah. believes in in the Vikings, right? Uh, because you know they they are just the most improbable and probably the weakest. 11-3 team that we've ever seen in NFL history. They have the lowest point differential in the Super Bowl era for any team um, that had that is 11-3. Um, what I love about uh, Minnesota that is just unbelievable, though, because we historically we just haven't seen a team pull off these types of wins. Guys, they're 10-0 and in one-score games. 10-0. Mm, that's amazing. In one-score games. That is Unbelievable! You just don't see, and and by the way, that won't last. So they'll regret no. to the mean at one point. But this season, they're just having one of the most improbable seasons we've ever had. So Minnesota, you know, with the largest comeback win from a halftime deficit in NFL history, they also the only other team with a comeback win from a halftime deficit of greater than twenty five points was when the 1980 49ers came back from twenty eight down to beat the Saints. So you go look at it like they they basically have put together almost you know the most. Uh, analytically impossible season that you <laughs> probably seen in NFL history. Right. You just don't see this happening. They're the fifth team to come back to win from a fourth quarter deficit of 22 plus points. Remember, they were still down 36 14 when the fourth quarter started. Right. They, for, they started the fourth quarter against that game the, uh, against the Colts. They were down 33 at half. They started the fourth quarter down 36 to 14, and they started, they took a sack to end the third quarter. It looked like, oh man, they're still going to get whipped. And yet they came back. So it is the fifth largest fourth quarter comeback win <laughs> right. in NFL history. Right. Along with the largest comeback win in history. So it's wild, man. Yeah, I don't they got nine fourth quarter comebacks. Five when trailing by ten plus points. Um Balling. No, sorry, sorry, take it back, take it back, take it back. Take it back. No, no, this is okay, so this is this is this is Kevin O'Connell. So Kevin O'Connell, who's been there first season, right? And he went he was in the Rams, he was with the Rams last mm-hmm. year. So these are his stats. So I the uh, the stat I just gave you was a his stat. So he has been in nine fourth quarter comebacks in the last two years. Five went trailing by ten plus points. And he's calling the plays for LA Rams, also calling the plays for Minnesota. He is now right now in the last two years ten and zero in game winning drive opportunities. Um, and remember, the Rams were the first team in NFL history to win three straight playoff games by three points. All their games were tight. Right. So he's been basically winning tight games for two years. He's been arguably the luckiest NFL play caller slash coordinator slash head coach in the league in the last two years. And let's just, when we talk about NFC great teams, whether they're not in it, uh, Philadelphia's margin of victory, 143 points. Dallas, 125 points. San Francisco, 128 points. Minnesota Vikings, two. <laughs> two points. <laughs> It, it doesn't make sense. That's I that mean, and look, we can point. go. Detroit, who is five hundred, has a plus five. 
So they're even doing better in point margin. But that's like a 500 team is plus two. It's like, oh, you're a good 500 team. Yeah. And they're an 11-win team, but they are over 100 points below on point margin from the other teams that are that we list as the top guys. So if you're wondering why those are in there and Minnesota's not, there is one blaringly <laughs> obvious stat for you. I know, but we're waiting on their luck to run out, and right now it just ain't it running out. the yeah. other way. We thought it was all going to run out. They're yep. actually getting luckier yep. as the season goes on. Very true. They keep up this luck. I will say in the playoffs – Man, that could be scary. And hopefully if you're like, you know, the Cowboys or somebody like that, you've beaten them already, so you shouldn't be worried about the Vikings. But, man, they're just randomly But if they luck, just keep rolling. They do. Just Remember, they had that one playoff game where he throws the pass down the sideline to uh, Stephon Diggs. Was that against the Saints? Who was yeah, that it was against the Saints. Was that was Saints? another one of those bad luck yeah, games for the Saints, Saints where the right dude should have blew him up on the sideline. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, so wait, watch out for the Vikings, man. The Vikings, I, I say watch out for them. They're a 11-win team. Yeah. Watch out for them. But <laughs> Pay they just, attention to them. Just the way they win, it just, it's it's cringeworthy sometimes, yeah. and I just don't yep. know if they can keep it up. But, hey, man, they're, right now they're young, dumb, and full of comebacks. I like there that. it is. All right, uh, we'll come back, and we'll get into Texas versus Washington. Alamo Bowl preview, hitting it up again right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104. Fantasy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. We don't often get hip-hop on top of the charts Tuesday. It's so rare. this is rare. It's rare. Very yeah, rare. I think Patrick purposefully, intentionally goes back in time. <laughs> taps the flux capacitor. Goes back in time for Top of the Trust Tuesday, which I don't mind, by the way, because um, it always broadens my horizons. But yep. I do remember yep. this one. This was actually a banger. Still does bang, oh, actually. Man. It, it still, still does. does. I just haven't jammed in a while. But, right. yeah. It's Snoop and Pharrell. Pharrell. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was actually Snoop. It sounds weird that Snoop was trying to make a comeback. People don't think of Snoop making comebacks because he never goes away. But musically, this was kind of a comeback for Snoop. Was Remember? this 20, 2009 or 2010? Yeah, think about yeah. it. Because Snoop had lost a little bit of record. Remember Snoop goes. Oh, he, he was has, dealing with a lot of stuff. Exactly. He, yeah. has, his, he has the death row times. Yep, and yep. then, you know, once him and Suge wasn't getting along, he decided, hey, man, I got to go flee to, to some real gangsters. Mm-hmm. So he went to the Master P crew yeah. with no uh, limit. And yeah, not even Suge going to mess with them New Orleans gangsters. He's like, nah, we ain't going down there, dog. There's a different type We're of gangsters keep down there. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, a, that's a real reason why Snoop went down there. So he was like, no, yeah. I need some protection. Yep. And oh, no limit provided protection. For sure. Uh, so right, do you have a guess on you? On that one, that's what I said. Was it 09 or 2010? This one, you just played? It's got to be 2007 or 8? 2004. 
Okay. What? Yeah, so I say, it was kind of a comeback for Snoop because Snoop, yeah. he had fallen off a little bit. He had fallen wow. off. He was, he was doing movies and stuff back yeah. then. He was, he was, he was, he was multi-diversal. He yeah, had that was like back in the Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, like he was doing a yeah. lot of stuff and nobody was seeing him as, oh, Snoop the rapper anymore, setting trends in the rap industry. And he came back with that one. That was a banger. 2004. Wow. I thought it was like eight or something. I, I, I was, was a four, few, four, few years off there. No. Um, that was a good one. I like, I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to Texas versus Washington Alamo Bowl preview. Did a little bit of this in Rod's round the day. I'll probably do it again tomorrow. Uh, and we'll also have we confirmed where we have. We haven't our, confirmed it yet. Right, I want to. So I don't, don't, don't want to put it out there. We have. We have a guesstimation on where we're going right, to be. I'm not going to mention but it. But I'm. I'm. I'm, a, I'm I, a, I think we have confirmed. I'm going to come out with y'all though. We have confirmed that. Since we're only doing an hour, oh, I don't want to be behind the board. Out. I'm going to be oh, out nice. there with y'all. So we'll oh. have the whole crew out yes. for the whole broadcast. Now that's that right. I, I do it. like. All right, yeah, so that's news, buddy. you guys. So for the – it's going to be a ball, don't lie, slash pregame broadcast. Yes. Um, and the whole crew will be there, the full Monty. Just heard that. So I like that. We don't – we know – we think we know what it's going to be, but we don't want to misinform people. So exactly. we'll just wait on that. Uh, shout out to female listener number one. I started dancing to this song at one of the women's football clinics before we ran stadium stairs, <laughs> and the coach looked at me like I was crazy. Crazy, LOL. <laughs> DKR stands are no joke. No joke. <laughs> oh, who was that? Was that Tom Herman's clinic or Mac? I think that was probably. I, well, Char- Charlie and Mac had the ladies running, doing drills, I think. Was yeah, that, Charlie definitely had them Charlie doing had them doing drills. Mac, yeah. Mac just had the ladies. They was doing happy hour and kicking yeah. it. I hosted a couple of them women's clinics. They were awesome. They were just, yep. Everybody was just drinking and having a good time. He'd bring some guys up in uniforms. Yep. Mac knew what the ladies wanted. He knew exactly <laughs> what they wanted. Let's have uh, a good time. Let's have a good time. For a long time. Uh, but Charlie, I think. Well, actually, the women, the, I don't know. Charlie them had work. them working out. He wanted out. them to actually learn the drills. I'm yeah. like, I don't think these ladies want to know no drill. They want to drink, and they want to talk some ball. Board. Yeah, yeah they want to go. They want to run football. They don't want to be Ladies, doing y'all drills. Ready, y'all, ready to play, y'all ready to run Oklahoma drills? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? They were doing drills. And I, I'm sure female listener number one loved it, but man, I think they'd rather the Mac Brown uh, type of um, women's clinic. Oh, has Sark, Sark hasn't had a women's clinic yet either. No. They had COVID last year, mm-hmm. so they couldn't have it last year. So I wonder what he'll do for his women's clinic. He's got to have one. If yep. he don't, if Sark don't have women's clinic, we'll have one. We'll 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 pick it up. I like that. If Sark don't do it, ladies, I we'll like that. we'll do it. All right. I think he's gonna he's, do it. Though. She said Charlie and Tom had us running the <laughs> drills and it was fantastic. She, she loved I never it. got to the Mac one. Okay. She she loved it. See, I'm saying some women they love it. They yep. wanna be treated like the, the, the ball players. I get it. Uh but I but for the Mac one, Mac was a lot low key. He was doing like the North End Zone Club, um, and basically he would just be a big Happy hour. Yep. It'd be an exaggerated good happy times. hour. Everybody drinking, having a good time. And you know, Mac, you just cracking jokes, holding court. Yep. Uh, it was good stuff. I hosted a couple. I hosted one with Sam. Oh, I can't say Steele anymore. Yeah. She's not Sam Steele. She's Sam, Sam Ponder. Ponder. I yep. apologize. Yep. Uh, and um, You can say it because that's who she was at that time. <laughs> you can say that. That's who yeah, she, she was. was. I know. She was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got a chance to host that. That was pretty good. Okay, anyway, uh, off topic. Let's get back to Texas versus Washington Alamo Bowl preview here, gentlemen. What concerns you most, Harge, in this Alamo Bowl preview? Are you confident that Texas gets the dub here? I know Texas... I believe Texas is favorite in this matchup. Texas aren't they? is favorite. The, the line is uh, the over under. I was telling Patrick, um, sixty seven and a half. I, two terrible pass defenses. Exactly. Yeah, no that's doubt. what I'm saying. That. So that's how you look at and it. And two capable quarterbacks. Very, one is a, very capable yeah, quarterback. One is a Heisman finalist. Yep. So actually, and one finished, wants to be a Heisman. Yeah. Finished. A, listen, Michael Penix Jr. finished above Bijan in the yeah. Heisman voting. Yep. So just in case you think you're dealing with a scrub here. Yeah. You I, ain't. We all know that he's not. Well, you and I know. Patrick knows that we've been talking about it. 
I'm like, this dude is is very talented. Yes, he is. That's why they are ten and two. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not some scrub team at all. That's why they're able to come out and do what they do. But if I look at this game and I'm like you, I think te- Texas is the better football team. I do too overall. overall. Yes, um, I think there's some things that they should be able to do and and should be able to exploit. I mean, obviously, we talked about the uh, quarterback position for them. But Quinn yours has had some time to really reflect on what he did this year and look at it, even in this short period of time. So I'm hoping that he did put in the work and getting his footwork and his fundamentals back in place. Uh, we've seen reports where he and Xavier Worthy, by the way, it looks like Xavier Worthy is going to be changing his number from eight to number one. I mean, it's, it, social media has been trying to do that. Uh, Why? On. What's the reason? I, I have reason? No reason. Okay. It's just Maybe because he had a flash. bad season. Maybe. He had a bad season. He probably wants to Maybe. change it up a little bit. Uh, whatever. But if you. Wait, wait. You look, didn't he have that big gold chain that had an eight on it? He did get a piece of chain with an eight on it. But he can. She, I mean, just. I mean, is that old? He's like, I don't want this chain no more. It's <laughs> a great point. He literally just that's got a, a piece of chain. Look, I'm sorry. That's that's a diamond stud. Hey, I'm hey, just going to say, that's how cheap I am. That's the first <laughs> thing I thought. I was like, that's a lot. That's a waste of a chain hey, right there. I think that's a could. throwback chain now. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, okay, if I'm not mistaken, he can take that too because you got to take to a certain jeweler to get that kind of stuff yeah, made. Man, yeah, and the jeweler did. can essentially, at a cost, disassemble it and build you another piece of chain. So it it doesn't go, like, it's not like they don't. Okay, okay. Can't take the same materials and you. So my my cheapness came though. out when I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right about it. It's a good point, though. Because uh, I'm definitely thinking the exact same way you are, my brother. Yeah, so I want, I'm with Patrick, though. I guess he'll get a number one piece in change. If I had a kid that did that, I'd be like, no, you keep to change the number back. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is not how this works, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. No, but um, I think, yeah, my. Oh, by the way, on his uh, social media page, say? everything is back up. I, I, we haven't had this conversation in a while. Yeah. When he stripped huh. everything down, now everything is back up on his social media from yeah, the we, cars to the numbers to what he plans on doing. Yeah, we talked about tampering yeah. earlier in the show how Mac Brown, uh, Jake Dickert, um, for, uh, uh, sorry, Jeff Trailer uh, down at UTSA complaining publicly, openly, uh, on the record about coaches trying to poach their players from their mm-hmm. roster, not from the transfer portal, but trying to get players from their roster and communicating with players and players' parents, uh, third-party uh, communication, things of that nature. And we know here in Texas that Xavier Worthy basically I- admitted that he was yeah. poached at one point or tried to be poached at one point. They tried to poach him, and, um, and he came back to Texas, and then there was even a report this offseason um, that – yeah, uh, that a hey, maybe Xavier Worthy wasn't happy, and that maybe he was uh, considering options, mm-hmm. but of course decided, hey, uh, Texas is the spot that I want to be. So it seems like every offseason, X Man is at least potentially looking to everybody looking upgrade. at him. And by the way, I ain't mad at him. It's when the, yeah. it's the free market and and free agency has hit college sports. That's just the reality that we're living in right now. That is the world that we live in. So there's a lot to <laughs> unravel. I do want to say this. Alec Carrick is uh, committed now to Tennessee because we talked about transfer portal. He has now committed to Tennessee. Ben Ballard, backup quarterback, just committed to Tom Herman. Tom Herman is the one that brought him in. He is at uh, uh, Florida Atlantic. And Devin Richardson, a linebacker, has now committed to Washington State. Uh, yes, also. Found a home. 
Prince Dorba ended up going to Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona State, that that's was right. Story that was that's out right. there. Uh, congrats to those guys. Uh, it's hard to sometimes when you enter the transfer portal to find a home. You end up in purgatory. As you know? I, <laughs> I, I, and I, I didn't, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, and I'll, I'll make it real quick. I reached out to some of my friends that are in, in charge of the transfer portal, oh, yeah. and they said that there's. 1,537 kids in the transfer portal as of today. How many again? 1,537. Wow. Yep. Think about that. And all of them are trying to find a home. And all of them play multiple positions. Like, there's a bunch of guys in the transfer portal that play quarterback, a bunch of guys that play wide receiver. Oh, yeah. So you're trying to find a home and, ugh. Don't know how it's very hard. I hope they got good advice. Yeah, it's just that it's not, and this is why you know some people would say that yeah, you have tampering now, but you do need to have some type of communication because I wouldn't even jump in the portal as a player unless, unless I, knew I knew where I was, I was going. going. Yes. I wouldn't even go in there unless yes. I'm, I already got my spot 100%. guaranteed, scholarship papers ready yes. to go. Unless I've been told by multiple coaches, yeah, yeah, and I know that's tampering. Yep, I would need to hear it. I need to be multiple, tampered yeah, with. Yeah. Tampa with me. Exactly. I need to hear it from the position I coach. I need to know. I need to hear it from a, another coach higher up. Exactly. Rob, you come here. We got you, baby. Hit the portal, and you coming right here because I wouldn't even hit that portal unless I already got destination. I agree no. with you 100%, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's how I am, man. I ain't no. passing up my for show for some more and end <laughs> and up with no. no. Hell no. Mama, can I stay on your couch? <laughs> no. That's exactly what she's saying. No. You you, you have a scholarship. scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> no. I remember talking to my mom telling her I was homesick. She's like, homesick? Yeah. Homesick? Boy, that is your home. Hey, that is your new home. <laughs> she's like, this ain't your home exactly. no more. Exactly. I done already got, changed the lock. She said, we started changing your room up, boy. We, <laughs> exactly. got, we got all kind of stuff in we, there. We now got a pull-out couch <laughs> for you. <laughs> she's like, bro, when you left, we all started celebrating. Your home is Austin now. And she was right. I well, live in Austin now. Exactly. I ain't no homesick for Rob B. I remember that phone call. I was like, Mom, I'm kind of getting homesick. She's like, homesick? No. Boy, it's your home. I think you all, of, no I think all the, everybody mm. goes through it. My first year <laughs> pro ball, I was like, man, I'm ready to come home. She was like, the check's cashed, okay? <laughs> you are staying there. <laughs> well, we don't want you home. Yeah, exactly. You need to stay out there you when you're You can visit. <laughs> you can't stay. <laughs> you can't stay. All right, we'll come back, wrap it up, put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful, not the horn. Congrats. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is... Mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pop a top again. Welcome back to Bar Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven before we get out of here. We'll let you know what's on tap. If you miss any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Tomorrow is signing day, so we'll be devoting a lot of the show uh, to signing day and the new 2023 recruiting class for the Longhorns. And also, showing some love to the uh, local Flex products who also will be signing uh, to play football in the future. Hard, what you got on tap for tonight? Man, I'm going to go home and uh, do a little bit of the Washington Husky prep as well as we get ready to oh, count yeah. it down. I'm also going to preview a little bit of Louisiana as the Texas Longhorn men take on Louisiana tomorrow night at the Moody Center. Got to talk about that too. Patrick, what you got on tap, brother? Uh, a lot more work. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm work. My man. What about work. yourself, brother? He is the hardest working man that I know. I'm going to watch a lot more Washington uh, film, too, start breaking down the Huskies a little bit. So I'll have some more nuggets for you tomorrow. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. But more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.